Hi, it's Lacey Estelle, and on this episode of An ADD Woman Podcast, we're going to talk about having ADHD as a woman and how do you find balance in your work-life schedule. One of the hardest pitfalls that I find as an ADHD person and in talking to other ADHD women is that we have a hard time trusting our working memory, so we're constantly feeling like we need to do more, be more, accomplish more, and like we're always tripping up and never really reaching our full potential. So how do you find balance in that? Let's talk about it. Welcome to an ADD Woman podcast. I'm your host, Lacey Estelle, writer of all things about ADHD parenting and being an ADHD mother on Mothering the Storm with Lacey Estelle at LaceyEstelle.com. Here on an ADD Woman podcast, we're going to switch it up and talk about all things to do with ADHD as an adult woman and how we deal with it. Now, you might be thinking, ADHD, women don't really have that. Actually, we do. We've all just been doing such a great job for years of masking it. So let's dive in. Let's talk about everything that our ADHD touches in our lives. And when I say everything, I mean everything. There is not one thing when you have ADHD that it doesn't affect. I'm so glad you're here. And if nothing else, I hope that you take away from this that you are not alone, you are not a failure, you are not lazy, and you are not stupid, and you are definitely not crazy. You just have ADHD, and you're just like me. Something popped up on my Instagram the other day, and it got me thinking about the never-ending spiral of, am I doing enough, or am I slacking, and how these thoughts can transfer into, can I even take a break, or I can never take a break. And when you have ADHD, you've likely lived most of your life feeling like you're always forgetting something. Quite literally, sometimes you are, you know, whether that's the one thing on the list at the grocery store that you know you forgot, or whether it's, you know, these four assignments or tasks that need to get accomplished or done. Sometimes in your work life, it can be submissions that you thought you had done and you hadn't got completed. And because we're constantly living in that limbo period of, oh my gosh, is everything actually getting done? Or am I forgetting, forgetting, forgetting? You can have a hard time, you know, questioning yourself as to whether or not you're even able to take a break. Can you stop for a second and take a day for yourself, take time off, take, take a moment even just to relax? One of the best things that I have found to do is to make sure that visually I have some sort of checklist. Now, whether that is something that you can write down, whether the, you are writing it down physically in a list format and crossing things off, which I will say is not the... <laughs> I don't think it's always the best option because of the fact that so many of us will tend to write on a sticky note or uh, just a piece of paper that we have, and then we lose it. And I think it's better to instead use some sort of visual tracking platform online, whether that's Trello. I personally use Monday. Now, I use that not just for my work, but also for any other tasks that I need to get done because what it actually allows me to do is to take each of those different tasks. Um, so say it's a work project. I can break up that one work project into all of the different 10 different tasks that it's going to take. And then I can actually set dates 
based on how long I think each of those tasks will take. And I can do that about four or five different times. So if I have, you know, one board that is about a website design for a client, and then I have another board that is for writing content or social media organizing. But then I also have another board that is about just managing my life, whether that's calling to make doctor's appointments or contacting certain people on certain days. I can create all of these different boards based on the categorization of their tasks, but then it also synchronizes everything into a, what's just called like my work board. And it'll pull everything based on the dates that they're due. So I know that on Tuesday, I need to work on this, this, and this from each of the different varieties. So it works really, really good for me. And visually, I like it because of the fact that when I get a new task, I can go in and I can immediately break down all of the different tasks that I know are going to need to be completed for that task. Trello does something very similar. There's lots of other task managers, even just a simple matter of writing things on a whiteboard if you have a whiteboard at home. One of the best investments I made over the last year was getting a really large rolling whiteboard for our family. It came with a monthly planner, a weekly planner, came with about 10 different markers. Not only do I use it with my kids when we are doing any sort of Bible studying or devotionals, but I also will use it just to write down different things I need to remember throughout the day. And maybe, you know, I'm not on my computer right then, but all of a sudden my husband says, oh, don't forget we had a call so-and-so. I will just write it on the whiteboard because then I'm going to see it every single day. And I don't erase it until I have put it down or taken care of it. So having a visual way to see the things that we're actually getting done and accomplishing will help us to recognize when we can take a break. And also having an understanding that sometimes you'll never be done. I remember with my old job, I used to have days where I, you know, I knew that certain tasks could not be completed just because of the fact that I would only go as far as I could go. And then sometimes I had to wait for calls back from other other people or I had to wait for money to come in or anything along those lines. So sometimes you might be trying to accomplish a task and you can only go so far. For instance, maybe it's on your whiteboard that you need to call and schedule a doctor's appointment and you've called and you've left like two or three messages. If you are familiar with any sort of CRM, uh, which is a client relationship manager that maybe you've worked with at, at work, if you're in sales at all, you're probably really familiar with those things. Client relationship managers will allow you to put notes down on the different tasks that you're supposed to do. So, you know, even if you can't check it off, because I know for me, for instance, one of the biggest things is, is I just want that task off of my plate. I want to be able to mark it done because I hate looking at it over and over again, especially when it's not getting completed, but not because I'm not putting in effort. But if you can make a note on it that says, I called on this day, I talked to so-and-so on this day, I'm waiting for the doctor to call me back. Those types of things are also something that visually allow you to see that you did physically do something. Learning to also prioritize the most important tasks and work on those first is another thing that comes into trying to get out of that spiral. Some days you will have tasks that need to get done, but, and maybe they've been on your list for a few days, but then something comes in that day that has to get done that day. And for some reason, you only have so much time to get that other task completed. Learning to prioritize things, what I actually used to do when I would physically write out my my goals and my priorities is I would then, after I wrote out everything that needed to get done, I would take that list and I would look through it and I would number 
each of the different tasks based on how important they were right then. And how do you measure something like that? Well, you look at it and you ask yourself, if this doesn't get done today, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And a lot of times you'll find that there may have been things, especially if you're an ADHD person, there may have been things that you're like, I'm prioritizing this because your brain just wants to focus on it. You know, you want to get that design done for somebody by Friday, even though it's Monday and you have four or five other things to do, but because your brain just is in design mode and you keep brainstorming about it. You have to teach your brain to shift focus on other things. So what you can actually do, what I found most helpful is to take that task that my brain keeps wanting to go back to and kind of use it for dopamine. Set aside a certain amount of time that you're going to allow yourself to work on it so you can kind of get through that and allow your brain to think about it for a little while. But because it's not a high priority task that needs to get done right now, only allow yourself to work on it for 45 minutes to an hour and then tell yourself, okay, for the next two hours, I'm going to tackle this, this, and this, which has to get done by tomorrow. Doing that, you will find that you will get a lot more things done and you'll alleviate that constant pressure that you feel of, oh my gosh, I I don't know if I did everything today. Like I I find that a lot of times having ADHD sometimes feels like we're in a hamster wheel. You know, we're running, 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 but we're never really getting anywhere. And it's hard for us to recognize when we're approaching burnout because of the fact that we are the epitome, especially as women who have ADHD, we are the epitome of staying busy. If you're anything like me, you may have found that busyness helps you to keep things going, keep things done. If you don't stay busy, if you slow down at all, you're going to start to forget things, things aren't going to get accomplished, and you just can't have that because you can't really rely on your working memory to allow you to go back to certain things. So instead, you have to pile as much stuff onto you as you can and in an effort to make sure that you have increased pressure sufficiently so you can get everything done. But a lot of times that will turn us into a hamster on a wheel. If you are approaching burnout, you're going to see a couple things. You're going to be getting sick more often. If you haven't noticed by listening to this podcast episode, I I am facing some sort of head cold, sinus cold, sinus infection. I don't know what it is, but it is making it difficult for me to breathe. And not only are you going to get sick more often, you'll notice that coffee or any sort of energizing activity that you used to do, whether that was exercising, going for a walk, just writing things down, taking a breather in the morning, those things won't have the same effect on you as they used to in the past because you're approaching burnout and you just you're getting to a point where you cannot really handle much more. You'll also, if you're an ADHD person, you'll begin to avoid things even worse than you normally do. I don't know why this is, but I do just know that the more burnout I'm getting, the worse my ADHD symptoms are. I would guess it probably has something to do with stress hormone, cortisol, because I know cortisol can make it so that you just cannot manage your ADHD hardly at all. And if that's going to be higher, then you're more than likely going to have an even harder time managing your ADHD symptoms, regardless of whatever medication you're on. If your cortisol levels are high, everything is just going to feel like that much more difficult. So the other thing too, and whether or not you can take a break, is how are you measuring your accomplishments? How are you measuring your success? Is your success or your worth even, is it specifically in how many tasks you can complete? Or is it in how much money you can make? Or is it by satisfying others? All of those things are fleeting, but they are still important to make sure that you are taking inventory of in your life. It's important to be able to sustain your bills. It's important to be able to accomplish the tasks that you need to get done. 
little by little, the more things you accomplish task-wise, the closer you work towards your goals. But at the same time, you have to recognize whether or not you're using those things to measure your ability to take a break. And if you are doing that, then you have to give yourself a stopping point. You cannot just tell yourself, well, I worked really hard today, so I don't deserve a break. Or I worked really hard today, but I still didn't get this, this, and this done, so I don't deserve a break. You have to actually tell yourself, okay, if I can just get this completed by Thursday and this thing halfway done by Thursday, I can take Friday off. And I need to take Friday off because if I don't take Friday off, I'm not going to be good at what I'm trying to do next week. So many times I feel like we as ADHD people will tap into this idea of if I'm not busy, if I'm not working on something, then I'm not doing enough. And it really just doesn't work that way. It's not black and white. And we have to stop thinking that things are black and white. You can work on stuff and work really hard on it, but you have to allow yourself a stopping point. Because here's the other thing that will happen. Inevitably, your body will force you to take a break and then you won't be able to focus. But if you had at least given yourself a stopping point of, okay, I can work on this until this point and then I'll take a break, you would probably feel a lot better. Instead, when you are when you work so much to a point to where you force your body to make you take a break, you take that break, but you take it against your better judgment and you're constantly still stressing about everything you can't get done while you're sick. If that is what you're doing to measure your success, you have to work in stopping points for you to say, okay, I've got this much done. So now I have to stop here and alleviate my stress level. I need to go do something for myself. I need to put my phone down. I need to leave my phone at home. You know, I know that sometimes that could possibly be scary, but sometimes it's the best thing you can do because if your phone's at home, you have no excuse as to needing to get back to anybody right away. You can be on your own time. You can be available when you want to be available. So you have to learn to build trust with yourself. I think that's one of the other most important things in this is learning to trust ourselves. Innately as ADHD people, we don't always trust ourselves because we might say, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we get all excited about this new project we're going to do. We're going to work really hard on it. And then push comes to shove. And all of a sudden we're like, um, you know, I just don't have time to do this. And then all of that stuff just kind of sits in our house or in our room or sit somewhere and we just look at it every day and we just kind of are disgusted with ourselves like, oh, look at that. There's another project that I never got done or I never accomplished. But the truth of the matter is people do that all the time and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> like, okay, yes, it matters on some level that you get all excited for this new project and then you just drop it like like nothing, like nobody's business. But two things, dropping it does not mean you drop it forever. If it's something that you're actually interested in, you can go back to it. And nobody says that you have to do it every single day for you to be, you know, for you to be able to say, I'm doing that. Or like, okay, so for instance, gardening. Let's just use that as an example. My husband loves to garden. And I eh, mean, not so much, but I want to like it. I want to like it. I want it to be something that I enjoy doing. So what do I do? Does that mean that, you know, after we get all these gardening supplies and everything that I just kind of go, eh? Yeah, you can go ahead and do that, but I'm just going to kind of take a back seat to it. No, no. Even if it has been three or four days before I've taken an active role in doing it, I just go outside and I just try to do it. Does it suck sometimes? Yeah, it totally does. But you know what? Sometimes enjoying doing something or learning a new task or learning a new skill requires doing the stuff when you don't even really like it. So I do it. And when I'm done, I feel a lot better. Now with gardening, obviously it's going to be one of those things where if I give it up for more than just a couple of days, I'm not going to have it to go back to. So 
This can be the case with so many other things. You decide you really like painting and you buy a whole bunch of painting supplies and you have paint, you know, in in the corner of your bedroom and you have all this stuff and then you just drop it and you look at that stuff for like three months, six months, 12 months and you're like, ugh. And then people ask you, oh yeah, weren't you going to get into painting? And you tell yourself, yeah, no, that's not, maybe you tell them even, yeah, no, I, um, I was, but I guess it's just not something that I'm going to pursue anymore. <laughs> Who cares? You can say, yeah, I really enjoy painting. I just haven't had very much time to to dedicate to it, but I plan to. You can plan to do stuff for an indefinite amount of time. Nobody says that you have to do something and have to have it done by this certain date. And I know I talked about that briefly in other other timelines, but by telling yourself that, okay, I can set something down for now. I can put this down for now. As long as I eventually pick it up, it will not be forever. I will eventually pick that back up. You can build trust with yourself. You can learn to trust yourself and trust that you know you're going to go back to it, whether that's three months, six months, 12 months, two years, I don't care, down the road, you're going to go back to it. So so what for how long it takes you? So what? You also have to surround yourself with people who won't exploit your shortcomings. Anyone who thinks you're lazy, uncaring, or disrespectful doesn't understand you and doesn't understand your brain and you need to keep them at arm's length. You have to remember ADHD cannot be talked out of or lectured out of, and it requires changing habits one at a time with consistent reassurances that failing once doesn't mean you fail forever. The last thing I'm going to give you that I want you to take away from this short but sweet episode is you need to allow yourself to find time to do things for just the enjoyment. It's okay to not be great at things right away. It's okay to not have to measure everything. I feel like as ADHD people, because of the fact that it's not innate in us to just get things accomplished, to have the reward for them, we constantly have to measure how much growth we're making in one area or how much we're earning in one area. Or, you know, we don't allow for us to have time to do things just purely out of enjoyment. And it's really important. It's important to to read something just because you enjoy reading it. It's important to take part in something or create something just because you enjoy it, not because it's going to grow you and not because it's going to earn you money, not because it's going to be the best thing you have to offer somebody else, just because you like it. You're allowed to just like it and enjoy the way it makes you feel. And if you will find time and create time to do those things, it will help you to see that when you're ready to take a break, when you need to take a break, you can recognize that some things that you do can just be done because you enjoy them. You don't have to always live your life task-oriented based on all this busyness and constantly feel like you have to be running on a treadmill all the time to be accomplishing anything. You can take a step down and you can do something just because it's fun. And I think that's important to remember because I feel like ADHD people – we are so likely to burn ourselves out on tasks, tasks, tasks. What do I need to get done? What can I get done? What am I missing? What am I forgetting? What isn't done yet? Just stop. Measure based on the things that need to get done. Measure the actions that you're able to take, whether that's moving one marble to another jar per day so you can physically see each marble being one task that you got done. You can physically see once you've moved 40 different marbles that okay, you have worked really hard today, whether or not everything is completed or not. And then allow yourself to do something just because you enjoy it, not because of any other reason besides that. One, the amount of dopamine that it will allow you to release in your brain 
might help you cope with everything else the following day. But two, we need to learn that taking time for ourselves, that not being so busy all the time is okay. It's okay. And it does not mean that we fail. It doesn't mean that we're going to fail or that we're short, we're falling short at work or anything along those lines. It just means that we're normal and we're human and we're allowed to do things just because we want to do them. That is going to wrap up this episode of an ADD woman podcast. What did you think? How do you feel? I would love to hear from you. And if any of the things I just said are of interest to you, I'd strongly recommend that you check out the blog, which is hosted at LaceyEstelle.com. On there, I talk about all things ADHD parenting when you're an adult with ADHD as well and how to deal with it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear what you think. And I'll be talking to you guys soon.